That was some blank 77 right there on. How you guys doing? As I said in the intro, I'm Andrew Bedman. This asshole is uh, $4 Sean. Hey, what's the up? Fuck you guys up to on a fucking, what is it, Friday? It's right? Friday night. Thank God it's fucking Friday, right? T-G-I-F-F? Went to the pool today, had a, not there very long. It started to rain, always going to start to rain, so, but I got to check out. All the lifeguards in their two-piece bikinis. And Dude, I used I was as you remember, I was a lifeguard trainer for years. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, I also enjoyed some lifeguards and some uh, some public. Oh my God, they were insane letting me run those places. They were. They did not know what they were in for. Did not know. <laughs> this guy. You so, don't know what you're gonna run into when Andrew Bedlam is in charge. Oh, Andrew Bedlam men in charge aren't things. Always <laughs> gonna be. Interesting. Things are gonna then. be chaotic. Yeah, it's a little, a little wild. But uh, yeah, so uh, last week that was a wild fucking time. It was a great fucking time at the Meat Locker. The past two weeks in a row, we opened up the show with Blank Seventy Seven. By the way, that comes off their ninety-two seven-inch "Destroy Your Generation." Now I uh, uploaded that track on YouTube because I looked a bunch. Could not find it. That's the 92 version of Let's Ride. I've always liked that version. It's it's slow, and I love Renee's guitar tone. I know they don't like it. They don't think it sounds good. Renee's guitar sounds awesome. I'm sorry. Fight me. Renee's guitar sounds awesome. It sounds awesome slow. It's rocking. She's all, like, crisp in the mix. You know what I mean? Everything's all flat. And then Renee's just, like, bright as hell. And it's funny, because most of the time now, Renee is, like, all scooped, and Tim's in the middle. But this was, you know... Leave it to Andrew to talk about guitar tone <laughs> and bass. <laughs> Fucking nerd. And, uh, but uh, you know, this tells when they were in the studio. Then they didn't know what they were doing. But that sounds awesome. I couldn't find that track. I uploaded it. And if you guys want, that's a pretty rare seven inch. And there's lots of pretty rare blanks seven inches. And a bunch of them are about to be auctioned and uh, they're doing it for dean dean the sex machine i should have uh, shared the link but we'll share it in the show later in the podcast where the majority of the listeners are but uh yeah so uh they're auctioning off the stuff for dean who recently had surgery there's a gofundme going around you have got to stop blowing that fucking cigarette in my face Dude, have, there's literally a fan right fucking, fucking here smoking in here <laughs> i smoke in here all the goddamn time to smoke out there but yes anyway so it's all being auctioned off <laughs> For Dean Dean. And, this fucking uh, guy. Yeah, but I got to go over Renee's house this weekend, and she goes, oh, break out my blanks trunk. 
and I've heard the term blank shrunk, but, but I didn't know what the fuck it was. And what it is is like her, if you would, mementos from blanks throughout the years, which included, you know, a handful of everything they've ever released on every single color. And, you know, my nerd ass was all excited when we found the real-to-real demos. It never even occurred to me. Well, actually, I did hear about this. But that they were, like, they're from, like, the real-to-real. They're from the real-to-real era. Like... I was I like, holy shit. You know, like, think of, you know, like an old school movie projector with the two reels. Think of a movie theater projector. Okay. Two reels of film. That's how their demos were recorded, but like on oh. like wire. That's what a reel-to-reel recording is. That's how you do it in like the 80s and 70s and shit. So, uh, yeah, I was like, holy shit, these are the reels. So it looks like your grandfather's like old movies. You know what I mean? Right. And they had two of them. I didn't know which one was. Renee said the one was the original demo. Demo, the pogo like a kangaroo that looks like a dog. But <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that yeah. the one on the tape? Yes. Yes. So we found that, and then there was a master, and it said "fuck you" all over it a bunch of times. So I was guessing it was probably the first seven inch because the last pressing of the first seven inch was they had like "fuck you" written all over the inside of the cover, and on the front it said "over a thousand sold." So, but Renee had copies of that. She had the clear copies, which she says is the originals. The reds, which were the second, they were all put out in like the same year, but it was as they had them, you know, cut. You know, so the clears were first. I guess red was second. The black and the "fuck you" was last. I know I was talking. It was funny. I seen Mike the night I made like a random. I'm up. I'm not even in the band. I'm a random like nerdy fan. I'm like, oh, and this is this. Mike's like, you know, you said some stuff wrong. I'm like, what did I say wrong? I said, that's what Chad told me. He said, no, not about the seven inch. So I was sitting there. I was like, what could I have but said But don't wrong? they argue all the time about what's But the, he the said it facts. wasn't that anyway. Yeah. But I figured out what it was because I was like, what the? Because that shit makes me mad. And I was like, oh, I know what it is. He couldn't remember it. It was what I said about the CD covers. I said that the Killer Blanks CD covers, there was, Renee had all three, the one that looks more hand-drawn, the one that looks like more computer, and then that same image 3D. When I was a kid, I had a 3D cover that had the Hound Dog cover on it, and it was listed as what you get, and it said, um, it was in 3D and it was from Germany. In the video, I said the ones that were 3D were all from Germany. That's not true because I have one here now and it's the American one because I can tell by the track listing. So that's probably what I said wrong in the video. But regardless, a bunch of people seemed excited about it. It's happening on eBay. Tim, really the one running it. I think he already started. There's some high gloss like promos that they're auctioning. I definitely grabbed Tim has been sending us a bunch of uh, links to share and shit. So go on Facebook. Like I've shared a bunch of them. Go on there. You can. Uh, it's make, all for Dean. It's all for Dean. It's all on eBay and shit. So uh, go on there, bid, uh, see what you can get, and the money all goes towards Dean's uh, surgery. So they already raised a good few thousand. It's a good cause. Saw. Yeah. Um, I think they want to raise like twelve thousand dollars. I want to say they're up to like three or four. Uh, yeah. So things are going. Things are going well, I guess you could say, uh, but a long way to go. So go on there, uh, get yourself some cool blank shit. It's real cool. Like I said. Help help out a, a friend of the band. If you guys don't know Dean, if you were at the shows back in the day, he would be the one with the water gun. Basically, Renee's bitch. I, I replaced him because Dean still comes to the show, but he's not trying to get pushed up front and carry Renee's heavy-ass fucking Mesa triple rectifier head. Yeah, Renee's so now, guitar is heavy. The head's even heavier. But yeah, Gibson, that's heavy too. But uh, yeah, Dean, you know, water gun. Brody, van driver, you know, basically the uh, the fifth blank, if you would. But uh, also who Dean Dean and the Sex Machines is named after. I definitely grabbed one of those seven inches on pink also. There was like seven of them. I was sorry, Renee. But uh, there's We all played them cool, on here before. They're good. There's all these cool posters, too. Like So like I said, I know Tim started auctioning off the high gla gloss. It was from like Radical Records promoting the first album. I have one framed and on the wall. And uh, it's real cool. It's got all their names on it. You know what I mean? It's just this, you can't even see black and white picture, but it's just awesome. And uh, it's got the album 
cover on it. That's on eBay right now. You know, I haven't. Uh, I didn't. You know, you can post to the Pogo page. I didn't notice any of these links besides the fucking one I'm talking about. You should have shared them on Pogo. We'll share them eventually. I gotta see if it's. It's not like one main page. They're like random items, right? Is that what um, it is? We wanted, they wanted know. to do it like one it's, main page, but it didn't seem like there yeah, was a way. It's definitely like uh, just a situation where there's just items listed on eBay. I don't know. Maybe you started a store or something, but it's definitely on. People are definitely bidding on stuff. I think I saw that promo. It's like an 8 by 10 I think it was at like 45 a couple days ago, $45. But the 7 inches are where it's at. There's also an on-speed 5-inch. So what it is, there is two of the first 7-inch, and they are on red. So that's Unite and Pogo. And, um, well, this is at least what came from Renee. But there's those are on red, so that would be the second press. There was two of Destroy Your Generation. I believe they were on black. There was one of the on-speed 5-inches on yellow. There was two black Quincy Punks splits. There was two... Actually, I think what we did was one picture disc of Chelsea Girls. And I said, Renee, I mean, you would know better than me. But I said to me, I said, I feel like the paper cover of Chelsea Girls is actually more rare than the picture disc. I said, because I've never seen this before. And I've seen the Chelsea Girls picture disc like everywhere. And I said, I was curious if you guys ever put out a cover. So I think we put one in one, one picture disc and one paper cover. Now, the seven inch, and this is kind of funny, one, the first one I had of theirs, I had it on yellow. And uh, she had like different colors of it and yellow. And uh, it's like with London, it's split with a band called Fucking Faces. I think they were out of Germany. Lizards, iguanas, whatever, Komodo dragons on the back. And uh, fucking, I've told the story on here about us being shit-faced drunk in my poor mother's house in the suburbs in the early 2000s with Nate, R.I.P., Sean all hammered, me all hammered. I think we're drinking Mickey's hand grenades. I'm going to no, say we were, we're drinking, drinking. we were drinking Natty's ice. Oh, God. <laughs> Okay. We might have been drinking 151 too. I don't know. We drank a lot of 151 back then. We really did. I don't. (laughs) It was. It was definitely Natty's ice, and there may have been 151, but just because uh, I know that that mixture was made a lot (laughs) when we were kids. When we were teenage alcoholics. Yeah. And then Nate. Just decided to sunflower everybody. Oh, just puking through the fingers. He tries to get his fingers Goes like this. Goes like this. Listeners, covering his mouth, shooting through the fingers. Shooting everywhere. I'm going to dry heave right now. (laughs) And I'm laughing, not dry heaving then. Sean's like, oh, God, I can't look at that. It smelled so bad. Sean turns, pukes. So I have all my records laid out. And my favorite record is this Blanks record where they cover Johnny Thunders. And fucking that's out front. It's just a paper cover with no plastic on it. Sean pukes directly into Mike Blanks' face. <laughs> now, Take that, Mike. The reason why this is twice as funny slash sad, as we're going through this one box of records, I don't understand how it happened. All of those records, all of the London ones, were all damaged. All of the covers were ruined. It was like meant to be. And to Renee, Renee's like, these are the only ones I know of. And all of them have water damage. And they stuck to the B side. Now, I definitely ripped one out and took it. But <laughs> I'm going to play it soon. And uh, But I was like, Renee, I was like, maybe you could say they're damaged. But she didn't want to auction any of them off. But I just thought it was ironic that. My record was damaged, and it was the covered, and every single one so Renee's. I contributed. And the thing that's funny is none <laughs> of the other records seem to have water damage. It's just the London ones. Like, at one time, they must have been in a different Yours box. had puke damage. I know, but it was liquid. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, yeah, so there was two of those, and uh, she didn't do the 12s and the 10s. I think she's going to dig them out, but some other cool things are hand-drawn flyers that are like a uh, weird, not like a subway size, but, you know, like those long Typical tour flyers, not 8 by 10, maybe 24 by 12, I want to say. Some of them got Pogo the Punk and are drawn by Jethro, but some of them are actually drawn and dated, I think, to 96 with Bones from LCB. He was drawing up some of the Blanks tour flyers, and I know two or three of those Renee put into the thing, so they'll pop up eventually, and people were talking about them in the chat. That's definitely going to be a hot ticket item, and a couple people actually hit me up about them, so definitely look out for those blanks drawn by Bones from LCB oh, check Toy Flyers. my blue hair, guys. That, yo, Jack White. Is this motherfucker? Take off the hat again. Jack White. Jack White was on Stephen Colbert last night. He looks exactly like that. $4 oh, short. 
That is the exact. Why you gotta tell me I look color. like Jack? That was White. remember when I said, "Oh, I gotta say something on Pogo." And I'm you were like, it. "What?" I was like, "Oh, nothing." He goes, "I know. It's something mean about me, right?" <laughs> I may have f***ed up here. You guys are so mean to me. Pardon my French. I'm gonna but you're an asshole. He was like, "You know, one day I'm just gonna punch you in the nuts." <laughs> I kick you in the nuts. But uh, yeah, so you know, I actually, so like I said, we uploaded "Let's Riot." And oh, years ago, I uploaded London by Johnny Thunders. And oh my God, we put it on Spotify recently too. We're going to put some of the other tracks on. Dude, it's all bass. There's no guitar. I love the song once again because of Renee's guitar. That's why I liked it. I'm listening to it on like YouTube the other day. I'm like, there is no guitar in this mix. I was like, I have better gear now. I can do this better. Let's Riot came out good. You know, these are low-budget recordings to begin with, and then we're bootlegging them. <laughs> you know, all I'm doing is playing them on my turntable, which is plugged into my interface, and then I have like Reaper running recording, and I'm like, just legitimately bootlegging them, turning them into MP3s, and then turning them into videos, oh my god, and then uploading them. I got out of work early one day this week, and that's, it poured. But what I'm gonna do is you guys can go to Pogo's page, you can hear the pretty good version of Let's Riot, you can hear the not so good version of London, but it's the only place you can really find it, but I'm gonna play it on here. Why don't you like talk for two seconds while I change the record, promote something, I don't know. Do whatever you want. So, I was at the pool today, and uh, they have the the lifeguards there. The chick lifeguards have these like two piece bikinis, two piece like bathing suits, and they're like a step above like a thong. Like you could see like half the ass cheek coming out of the bottom, and it's so cool. And like I feel weird because I'm there with my wife and like my kids, and I'm trying not to be a pervert, but I am. And so like. I'm like I'm like playing with my daughter in the water. I'm like making her swim on her back and it's it's nice and everything and then like the chick cuz they walk around all the time. They're walking along the pool deck and like that ass just, you know, doing that back and f that back and forth thing that I love so much. You know what I'm you know what I'm talking about. And uh Jesus. Uh fucking and I'm going to be spending a lot of time at that pool cuz I got pool passes for it this year. Um, well, it's it's been like hot as shit the last few days, so it's been a good di uh, time to spend at the pool. Um, Andrew says he knows a good excuse when he hears one. Turn on the blue. That was the end of Police Attack. Here's London. We play in vinyls, bitches. I may have f***ed up here. Blank 77 covering Johnny Thunders.
right, right 77. A rarity right there. Like I said, there's a version of that on Pogo's YouTube if you want to hear it again. We uploaded it to Spotify, Renee. But uh, yeah, I'm, tr I'm trying. I'm trying. I know I've tried a bunch. I want them to release the singles and rarities. I'm like, Jesus Christ, the casualties released it 20 years ago. You guys, you have a billion fucking seven inches and 10. Like, they need to do a singles and rarities. That Everybody would be likes cool. the early shit. Yeah. You know I mean, I want it to actually, actually come out. But even if it can't, I mean, I'm definitely, we need to do something on the internet. Like, my nerdy ass will do it. But I want to see it like hard copy. Like, I want this to actually come out. Oh, yeah. They, Renee always uses the term baby blanks. They can call baby blanks, like 90 to 96. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then they can take Mike's. They could do like how in made, early years, like they, the cast Yeah, that's what I mean. And yeah. they, he had that logo with uh, Pogo the Punk in a diaper. For, he uses it for like he used it for like I his feel like birthday. I know what you're talking about. I have about. pins of it. My daughters loved it. I had to go get them pins of it. But it's Pogo the Punk in a diaper as a baby with like a rattle, and it says like blanks and the '77 I believe is in blocks. Like there's like yeah, I mean, and that should be the early. The years. more you describe it, I think I I've seen it's it. Very before. pastel colored, like very Pogo colored too. Like oh well, because I Pogo uh, colored. Look at that flag, my man. Like, oh, it's okay. those shades. Yeah, I mean, okay. like the old logo. But, uh, yeah, so definitely, I also, while I was going across, I guess it's kind of turning into a blank show. It wasn't... Uh, Andrew I said that to me before the show, and I was like, oh, something new and exciting. I know, right? Hey, I said in the fucking caption, Andrew, at first... We're going to talk about Blank 77, guys. I, I type Guess in the, what? I type <laughs> in the comments or whatever it is. I'm like, Andrew talks about Blank 77 again. And he goes, you're not going to put me in there? I'm like, oh, okay. I was doing the again thing. Wait, but I got to get put in there. Yeah, but he's like, oh, now you're talking shit, though. But uh, anyway, listen. I don't have a problem with it. I'm just saying. Oh, something new and exciting. Something new. We're gonna talk about Blank 77 but, uh, on Pogo City Radio. So I feel like this here. It took me a while to get it when I was a kid because I really like hunt it for these in the stores. For you audio listeners, I'm talking about the I Want to Be a Punk seven inch. Now uh, I would imagine this is put out. Yeah, it's put out by Radical, probably in uh, promotion of the second album, Tanked and Pogoed. But the B side. Now there is two of these. At least being auctioned. The B side is the cover of the Partisans. Yeah, I have that Fucking seven inch. Awesome. Yeah. Fucking yeah. awesome. Now, why don't you let me talk? You know how to operate a turntable. It's the B side. I think it's a large hole. The uh, adapters in there. Hand me the other record. Now, uh, like I said, guys, it's, there's a record on the turntable. But like I said, guys, this stuff's being auctioned off on eBay. It's Tim uh, TM Mills on Facebook. Uh, mostly running it. Go to any one of their Facebooks. The uh, the adapters in the back. The 45 adapter. Never realized that that's what that was actually called, and that's why the band was named that. Never. I was like, that's what that little round thing that I always fucking lose is. It's a 45 adapter. Yeah, we want the B side, the Partisans. Everybody's heard. I want to be a punk. We don't need to play it on vinyl. <laughs> like. Yeah, there's only one track. Yeah, you can just hit start. All right, so here's Blank 77 covering the Partisans. I know one of Renee's personal favorites of Rarity. This is on red vinyl being auctioned off. Here's Blank's again. Of blank on the blanks record.
977 covering the partisans that with the uh, you know traditional lineup tim on bass and uh yeah that first track was with the original bass player brendan that was actually uh renee's neighbor she had to like talk him into playing and teach him and everything you know is I mean? he the um dude the mohawk yeah, so he's uh, punky or whatever. In the back of the 7-inch. Yes. That's also... Speaking of Blanks, Andrew told me to talk about this. So my my daughter... Uh, Blanks, Blanks has the onesies. Blanks, Blanks sends onesies to kids. Uh, my daughter... <laughs> Blanks sends onesies to kids. Yes, my daughter got one. She actually got two. Uh, she got one for now and then one for when she gets a little Blanks bigger. Blanks all about the And children. she finally fits into the first one. So I took a picture of her and Blanks posted it. And uh, it got like, it, it, dude, it got like three or four hundred likes. Yeah, I know. It was a I lot. was, I was like, oh. oh, that's my, that's my little girl. <laughs> and uh, someone made a comment like, someone's not shooting blanks with that's this beauty great. or something like that. I was like, yo, that's me. Some girl, yeah. That's me. I made cute babies. And somebody's not shooting I made, blanks. I made cute babies. Well, me and my wife. Made Yes, yes. So uh, definitely. So it was a lot of fun last weekend, you know, seeing Blanks, Sheer Terror, The Executors. I missed Mike's band, Kirk B. Kiss, because I was carrying Renee's heavy ass amp. And uh, who else was playing? It was definitely a good time. And it was, I had a blast. Well, fucking, we met up with Liz and uh, her boyfriend. I'm trying to think of his name. Fuck, I forgot it. But we were hanging out with them, and it was a fucking blast. We were all laughing, drinking with Renee. I was getting drunk, but everybody was sweating out the alcohol like instantly. Everybody would be drunk for like 15 minutes. And then, like, you'd... Because, dude, whether you were in the fucking brown room, it's not really a green room, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> whether you were in the, the brown room or you're outside, it was just death. It was just death. Well, the meat locker you know is mean? like that. Yeah, so it was just... And it's it's great, though. It still stunk from, like, 10 years ago, you know what I'm saying? It was funny. I'm talking to, um, talking to Phil... You guys might know him from Brooklyn and uh, somewhere in New York, kind of Bronx, New York, something New, like New York that. Phil, New York Phil, glasses exactly. and everything, glasses, curly yes. hair, yes. And uh, I'm talking to him, and I'm saying like, "Yo, I'm having such a great time this weekend. Everybody's having fun. Such great." This dude, right, who's definitely like late fifties, late fifties, and just a keg of beer, like not strong, just some fat guy. Bald, not a skinhead because he's skinhead, skinhead because he's bald, the hair that's growing in is gray. Definitely late 50s. Now, no bands are playing. The first band just ended. Okay, there's not that many people. This dude, there's no one around. As I'm talking to Phil, just shoulders my fucking shoulder, spins me like 90 degrees. I'm like, walks by. I'm like, okay. Talking to Phil for like five minutes, right? Comes back, gets me from the back. Same thing. All right, minute later. Standing an inch away from me, and I'm looking. I go, yeah, and he looks me up, looks me down, and just walks away. I said, I'm just keep talking to you, Phil. I said, I can keep an eye on this dude. I'm pretty sure he wants to fight. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, is it something I said on the podcast? And I'm like, that dude does not listen to fucking podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> but it was funny because I think he was just hammered because at the end of the night when Blanks was playing... I would assume someone that bumped into me more than once... Three times with no one else around. ...has a problem. Yeah. It's not like the band's playing. You know what I mean? Like, there's no music, lights are on, there's nobody standing around us, right? But Blanks is playing. Dude's got his arms around me, singing, dancing. Nobody has any idea who he is. I'm like, do you know? I was. I'm not gonna say what he was wearing on here. I'm like, do you know? He's like, I've never seen that guy before. I'm like, dude, he's trying to pick a fight with me, and then he's got his arms around me, singing and dancing and partying. Why are people so weird? You know how like those people come up to you in the pit that you don't know, and like they damn near kiss you. You know what I mean? Like, he was, like, doing that. I'm like, motherfucker, you were trying to fight me fucking two hours ago. Now you're, like, trying to make out with me. But, yeah, I think he was just shit-faced. I think he was just shit-faced. But, yeah, it was Just some fat, drunk guy. Some fat, drunk guy. The best was when I was at George Thorogood with my mom. You went and saw George Thorogood? I'm with my mom. I'm like, I have Sarah Hovannik with me, so we're teenagers. You know, I'm, like, 19. And fucking my dad's there. We're trying to go. We're like four. It's standing. It's a club show, and uh, it's like the Stone Pony esque. It's um, it's that place in Jersey around here. Uh, I can't think of what it's called, but um, we're all in there. This dude is well into his sixties with his wife. He is hammered. Motherfucker shoves me and calls me an asshole. 
My mo- I'm there with my mother, who in the time, to- now my mom's in her 60s. Back then, she was like her early 50s, maybe. And I'm like, her, her, his geriatric wife is like, no, honey, no. I'm like, is this dude fucking serious? Like, dude, I didn't even do anything to him to provoke it. Like, just drunk old guys are like, fuck that fucking guy. <laughs> And I'm like, I am here with my mom. I'm at George Theroux. I mean, George Theroux is a badass, but it's not like I'm at a punk show. Like, yeah. this is, I love George Theroux, but it's, we're at a classic rock show right now. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, this dude has glasses and like an American flag hat on. He looked like a carpenter with an all gray beard. His wife had like her hair done. You know, it was like their date night. This dude's drunk. And then he turns around and he's just giving George Theroux the finger, leaning over the security Why the fuck are you there? Why the fuck are you there? He's just hammered. He had to be fans. He's clapping and shit too. Hammered people, dude. See, I don't get like that when I'm. I've been like that, and dude, don't get me wrong. I've done many of fucked up things, but like I've only been like that like twice in my life where it's like I'm like uncontrollably don't know what happened. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I've been plenty drunk and plenty on other sin- like uh, substances. But you know what? I, here nowadays, it's got a lot to do with genetics. That's what they like pre disposed or whatever conditions and you know what I mean because like that really doesn't happen to me like how you don't like get black like we have friends I'm not going to drop their names but they were kind of like like thinking before he died every time he would get drunk he would he was starting to get like all blackout like you know what I mean yeah didn't even have to like drink that much do you know what I mean maybe he's just predisposed to getting blackout blackout drunk it wasn't like that when he was younger do you know what I mean and I just mean I in know. general, like, I've literally been like, I don't know what happened. I think, like, twice. And one time it was because of Xanax, and I hate fucking Xanax. Fuck Xanax. Yeah, fuck that <laughs> shit. Fuck that shit. But and the, I mean, if you want to go to sleep and not remember anything. That's, they, I know. I yeah. never understood. Every girl I ever dated was, like, cheating on me with it. And, like, I'm like, why do you people like this shit? But anyway, like, I don't, but yeah, dude. I did I it one time when I smoked weed, and all I did was just sit there and drool on myself. And I just remember waking up, like, fighting shampoo bottles. Like getting cold water thrown on me, like a day like Billy later. Madison, which <laughs> conditioner is better? <laughs> Not quite that cute, but uh, yes. But uh, so, what the fuck, dude? Getting ready for uh, the Howie Pyro show now. Uh, Howie Pyro, I guess uh, this is Memorial Show from D-Gen. I uh, we don't play D-Gen on here too much. I don't know. I definitely like. It's funny. I remember having like a couple of their songs on like. LimeWire or Napster. <laughs> you know what I mean? You remember, remember downloaded that. I was talking about Metallica last week. How about, dude, fuck anybody who like comes after their fans like that. I'm sorry, especially when you're already rich. I love the South Park episode. Oh, yeah, like, so do I. He's like, now so Lars will have to wait seven weeks to get that three. To get that, uh, that, 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 pool. Gold, that gold-plated shark tank in his pool. <laughs> It's like now Lars will have to wait seven weeks. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Howie Pyro's memorial show going down. I'm not sure. I thought it was out Bowery Electric. It's not. It's someplace else with Bowery in the title. So I assume it's on the Bowery. But uh, going there with Renee and uh, Rude Girl Jess. And uh, yeah, hopefully have it'll fun. be a good time. Sad occasion, but hopefully it'll be a good time. And uh, yeah, definitely fucking. I've been playing guitar like. A motherfucker, but uh, I actually, I, I, I've been teaching, we, my, so my family, as in Ava, Sheena, Jessica, myself, we, we've been playing Joan Jett, I Love Rock and Roll, trying to get that down like an actual song. Can I just say something? I hate, I hate that song. Yeah, oh yeah, do you? I hate that well, song. Well, it's a good song to teach to. I love that song. You're lame, dude. I hate that song. You hate song. too many good things like Cox Bar and fucking, it's like, it's so, so it's just so, it's so, it's so fucking like, I love it's a rock girl. And roll. Like it's a it's, girl. I don't, I don't like it. It's a girl singing about a dude. Like it's a girl. Also, you know, Jess was the one who brought it up. She was like, I'm surprised he's she's singing about a dude. I'm like, yeah, I guess the whole gay thing wasn't like as like she probably had like producers and stuff that were like, Oh no, you can't be singing about women or like yeah. you, know, you know what I mean? But uh yeah, so we're doing that, but yeah, so you'll love this one. Fucking we watched Eight Mile and Jess is on this fucking Eminem kick, 
And fucking see, I loved Eminem when it came out and I was a kid and I was like, how are you going to breastfeed me, Ma? You ain't got no tits. And I'm in sixth grade and I'm like, this motherfucker is hilarious. I can remember the first time I ever saw the My Name Is video. It was on the box when you used to be able to call that 1-900 number and put in like a three-digit code and it would play whatever video, like a jukebox. It was uh, In Jersey, it was on channel 96 and it turned into the Playboy channel at night, like at like eight or nine o'clock. And fucking, so I see it on there. I'm watching it with my grandfather. And he's like, what the hell is this? And then he's sitting there and he's all dressed up as Bill Clinton. At the end of the video, he walks away from the podium and you see Monica run out cleaning her mouth. Yo, I swear to God to this day, that's why I'm so into politics. Because I was like eight years old when that shit was going on in the news. And I thought it was fucking hilarious. And all I cared about was this impeachment and Monica Lewinsky and these blowjob jokes and fucking I swear to god that's why I like politics because I was an <laughs> because, impressionable like because fart the joke because the president got a blowjob little boy when it was like 98 and this shit was happening I would have been like 11 you know what I mean and it was fucking perfect I was like so he took a cigar out and he's he took it out of there and he smoked it. Like, <laughs> how about hopeless dregs of humanity smoke a cigar out of Monica Lewinsky's snatch? That's why they were awesome because it was stuff like that. It wasn't like stand there and fight for your rights and you will lose them. It was like if things are going bad and you're the president, you can just smoke a cigar out of Monica Lewinsky's snatch. Like, do you know what I mean? It was a little bit more the ladies that dress up like vaginas to protest. Or, or to fight for women's rights. Like, it was right. more like that. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to go. It was like, a bit, I obviously it was more tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it could be specific. There were, but that's what it was. It was, it still had that punk, they, they're the first song on the album was It's Time to Rock. And it wasn't like political at all. It was just like here we're, we're here to fuck shit up and rock. Right. So there was those songs. There was the directly like almost anti-flag political songs. But most of the political songs were jokes. Like the one about guns was like, "Is my dick too small?" Like, do you know what I mean? Like that's how they were singing about gun control, saying right. everybody hunting had little dicks. You know right. what I mean? And they would always sing about it as if it was them. They were always writing the song as the redneck or as the president. Right. And it was just. And it was like immature, so it was it was funny. Like they were good, and it was the first house show I was at. Even though it was me and Liz were dying about how we both stumbled into the Pirates Cove, not knowing what it was, and we were like all like ew hippies. And like you walk in, and there's like ten rules, not to, ten reasons not to use tampons, and it's all like anarcho commune. And literally, the first thing is this is the house rules, and I was like. So you guys are all anarchy, and the first thing I see is rules. And the worse than that, it was like no meat, and like it was like rules like that. So fucking Liz, she she brought it up. She's talking about how I had to save her, cause just like me, stumble into this show. You're like, oh cool basement show, but you don't know it's like, it's like the anarchist cookbook. It was like a hippie commune. You know what I mean? It was totally not right. our scene. Right. They were all college kids. We were all like ninth graders. We looked like the casualties. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like and. Um, uh. So fucking we I, I fucking She's like You gotta save me She calls me And she's like I was one of the first ones With the license She's like I'm at this hippie place There was a show And I'm by Doherty Park I'm like Oh my god You're at the Pirate's Cove I'm like Don't worry I'll come save you She got out She's like Andrew Oh my god She was acting like She had just been like Abducted, like, you know, and we were like, oh, she was like, stop at the gas station. She was like, she was like, ah, oh, I was like, we went, and she was like, and we stole, and she didn't even remember what it was we stole. I said, Liz, we stole beef jerky, to be like all anti hippie. <laughs> like we were like, what's the least? Like let's watch this hippie disgusting. Because <laughs> you know, it was all we were like cliche. We were teenagers. And we were yeah. like, get these hippie germs off us. What can we do? We were like, let's steal beef jerky. That'll make us punk. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It was fucking hilarious, though, being there, getting all drunk, tell, talking with... Because I talk to fucking Renee about Liz all the time. Even it, it was funny. Like, I'm like, I'm introducing Joe. I'm like, Joe, this is my friend Liz. And he goes like, like, the Liz? And I was talking about her on the show. I thought that's what he was talking about. And he goes, she goes, what do you mean, the Liz? I said, I was talking about you on the show. He was like, no, the movie... The whole, in the the second Pogo in the Pit, which was totally fucking awesome. I can't wait. By to the see way, that. I, I can't heavily, believe heavily it. featured. Yeah, you got a good. You got a little. You got yeah, a speaking I, part. You I got can't your wait little, to see it. You got your little fu dude. You 
are shit faced. <laughs> it is so $4, Sean. You're shit faced. You barely make any sense, but you talk for like five minutes. You introduce the band, and it's the best. It's by far the part Joe worked on the hardest. It's like a full music video with like the actual MP3 track and like splicing. He even like cut in some of the Halloween footage and it was definitely like one of the coolest parts and uh, dude when you're talking everybody's just like dude he is hammered <laughs> like he is shit faced <laughs> we were dying but uh, when I'm talking about the stabs because it was Liz who told me about the stabs and that Blanks is getting back together so I was talking about her in it and yeah, so she, I was like, see, she was like, God damn, because she was going up to Renee. She goes, you know, he only knows you because of me, right? <laughs> like, I don't even know who you are. <laughs> but yeah, it was definitely a blast, especially because the weekend before it was kind of a pain in the ass. It was a good show, but like, oh, it was such a, it, oh my God, dude, you're gonna make me puke. That bird Sorry. was disgusting. Sorry. <laughs> Oh my god, that was awful. But yeah, dude, last week so much fun. Fucking love the meat locker. Too damn hot though. I was sitting there, I was like, guys, like, can we have a benefit for some fucking air conditioning? Like, how does this not happen? Like, there's benefits all the time. Let's have a benefit for some to put an air conditioning meat locker in the air, air conditioning. conditioning. I'm gonna try and throw a show at the meat locker and we're gonna be like, look, yeah, right, it'd be like thousands of dollars. But you know what? They're all a lot of dudes in the scene are like HVAC guys. So we should throw a benefit oh, at yeah, the HVAC sure. guys who are in the yeah, scene. They're there, they're to out come there. And fucking do it on the cheap. You know what I mean? It could be some working class. They could get paid, but it could save and it could be a benefit and it could be a show and we don't have to die of heat exhaustion because the New Jersey scene getting a little older. It's a little too hot. (laughs) (laughs) Motherfucker's about to be. Everyone that was talking about that show on like Facebook was like, please bring me a fan. Oh, it was so bad. Dude, no matter where you went, it didn't matter if you were by the staircase, it didn't matter if you were in the side room, the back room, outside, definitely not up front. Like, it was just stale, sticky, humid, sticky, sticky awfulness. Yeah, I bet it was. Just awful. Because even when you go outside, dude. I like that place. Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. That's what it is. All ages, BYO, you can't really beat that. You can't beat that, you know what I mean? And then that's kind of doubling back. I mentioned the whole Eminem thing, and we were also playing taking it back to I Love Rock and Roll, the fucking song from 8 Mile, the one with the guitar, the main song, Lose Yourself. And we were fucking around because Jess plays on a digital drum set. So there's a rap setting, and it's like, boom. So we've been fucking around with that, and it's fucking hilarious, and Jess is rapping it. It's fucking hilarious. But anyway, I watched 8 Mile. I had never seen it because kind of like Leftover Crack, I always went back and forth with Eminem because when I was a kid, it was all like immature and funny. But then as it got older, it was like, I was talking out of both sides of my mouth. I was saying it was lame because it was just jokes. But then when I when he got all serious, I was like, this is lame because he's all serious. You know what I mean? And I was like, I think what it really was is believe it or not, I constantly listened to Notorious. I constantly listened to the first couple Wu-Tang albums. I listened to a little bit of Tupac. I listen to a ton of Dre, Snoop, and N.W.A. And everybody nowadays, I guess Eminem has a record. All the people, Eminem's the greatest rapper, blah, blah, blah. And it just kind of made me like, no, Eminem sucks, which is so not true. And I definitely know like all the words to the first two albums. Like, I'm not going to lie. Right. But like it was just the fact of I don't feel like Eminem is the greatest rapper of all time. I hate those conversations in general. And then I think I got all negative because it was just like people would be like, like I'd be in like, I'd get in like these stupid little Facebook arguments where there'd be like these drawings of all the hip hop legends and there'd be somebody who'd be like Eminem and I'd, I'd start it, I'd comment, be like, shut up. Like just like shut up. Eminem is not the greatest. He's talking about like, it's hilarious. but He's like, the greatest white rapper of all time. His wife with his baby. Like, come on. He's the greatest like, white rapper of all time. I don't really care about that at all. Like, I don't I'm care. Just, I'm just throwing like, it out there. But um, but regardless, the movie, and I'm not talking shit on Eminem. I, I'm I'm back in an Eminem phase. You know what I mean? But I will say, when I listen to the early stuff, especially now, because we've been listening to it all week, the beats, they are very cheesy. 
on the first, like they're jokey, they sound jokey. It's like, kind of like I say with later Black Flag, a lot of people don't like like the My War album and the stuff with Henry, and it is very out there, almost jazz, some of it just sounds bad, but if you look at it, you get real hippie on you, from like an artistic like perspective, the stuff Henry's singing about, it's all like mental breakdown, mental illness, crazy chaos, and the music really reflected that. Now, the cheesy-ass beats in the beginning offer good perspective when he's talking about fucking ripping Pamela Lee's tits off and which Spice Girl he wants to impregnate. But from a music perspective, it's like, ah, this sounds... This does, I want to hear, like, Biggie. I want to hear, like, low bass and, like, who shot you? The 10 crack. You know what I mean? And then, but but it, it is fun. Like, I'm sitting there. Like, the track, I never meant to give you mushrooms. Like, that sounds awful. But the lyrics are fucking hilarious. He's like, damn, I didn't mean for you to eat the whole bag. You're going to fucking die. Like, and the girl's crying in the background. And he's like, yo, you're arguing with a tree. But, like, the song is terrible. Like, the, I never meant to give you much. You know what I mean? But so it's like it goes back and forth. It's like, am I listening to this for entertainment purposes or music purposes? Do you know what I mean? Eminem to me has always been like, you, you listen to him... Because his content is just so raw. It's 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 over. It pushes the envelope. Gigi Allen. It pushes the. He's he is yes. singing about rape he, yeah, sometimes. He, yeah. yeah, he's kind of like the Gigi Allen of rap. I mean, he's and the, 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 the he's he, talking about like he's talking about like raping his ra mom. raping his mom like and killing killing his, killing his, his, wife, his mom his girl with his baby. Uh, you know what I mean? He, you know, clean out clean out my closet. Spitting in onion rings. He, yeah, you know I just I mean? jerked off in your onion uh, or whatever. Drugging t drugging yeah. underage girls. He's, you he's, know what I mean? So it is um, very his, I never, his content is just uh, it is it's that offensive it, it's it's that offensive it's pu it pushes the envelope and that's my point you look at this battle rap scene and it's like I feel like a lot of punk rockers a lot of people in the scene not to stereotype but a bunch have you know spotty home lives in some aspects I didn't but a lot of them do you know what I mean and like you know on the horror side of the spectrum coming up and if you look where they're having these battle raps and they're like the biggest deal in town everybody's got all this street credit some people are getting deals but they're in these dives and rude girl just said she said yo look it's the bathroom of the meat locker and it was the bathroom of like where they're doing the battle raps and the whole thing the attitude i've said this a couple times and i think that's why i've always been drawn to hip-hop and also you know like, I was a punk rock dude. People be shouting shit at me out the window and throwing drinks. I always felt more accepted by, like, the hood community, the black community. I did live in, a, like, a pretty black town coming up. But it was, like, and it's funny now because, like, then Lil Wayne came and, like, even though I don't like it, like, you know, the leather jacket and the guitars, they would always be like, yo, your clothes are cool. I mean, some of them would make fun of you. But they'd be like, yo, your hair is you, fat. You know, you know how I many? Mean? You know how many compliments I get on my... Uh, They're my, very my similar to the world. My leather They're jacket very from, like, black, black people on the street. Uh-huh. All the, oh, all the time. All the time. People used to, I can remember Coke dealers be like, yo, I'll give you a ball. You make me one of those jackets. <laughs> I'm like, well, you got to buy the jacket and the studs. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And, uh, but, like, nah, it is. It's like uh, the big discrepancy is the money. There's always that. In, in punk, it's like, I'm poor and I'm going to die poor. Or if you're a skinhead, I'm going to be working class and I'm going to work till I die. But, like, hip hop is definitely, I was born poor, but. I'm now we are, yeah. and I got my homies with me. Yeah. That's the difference. But besides that, it's hating police. It's about like where you're from. You know what I mean? It's about your crew, and you know, it's 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 wild youth getting into trouble that they're not supposed to be doing under the influences, getting into fights, fucking everything that moves. It is still that outlaw outsider culture. You know what I mean? Yes. It is still like you're not the preppy kids. You know what I mean? And it's very like fight for your right. And I think that also like, you know, like it, it is like the whole Antifa, like Black Lives Matter, like it, they fold into each other. Do you know what I, I mean? Yeah, I see it. And it's like they're similar communities and it's like 
they're both, you know, abused by law enforcement. Both don't like the law enforcement, don't trust the law enforcement. You know, both because it's it's about poverty as well. And watching that movie, and you know, like he's being in the trailer park and shit. But still, it, it might as well. It's you know, just a poor neighborhood. There ain't too many trailer parks around here. But like, I don't know, dude. I draw a lot of comparisons, and you know, just standing up for yourself, the, the fight for your rights to party. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. wouldn't you agree? Wouldn't yeah. you agree? And sitting there, dude, I'm serious. Like, constantly in my car, dude. Like, I listen to the first big album. I got, I got my tracks. So I got like things done changed, which is like the first track. I love the second. Um, Give me the loot. That's one of my all-time favorites. Give me the loot. Give me the loot. Even in the duets album, when they do the Bob Marley track, the hold your oh my god, the hold your head. That shit. That was the first ever wild card. Was hold your head. We made up the wild card was to play really? Biggie and Bob Marley, and I was like, I was like, this is a weird track. I was like, I remember that now. Actually, two different people Going back the, like like six years that both don't belong on Pogo. You know, neither does Bob, Bob Marley, neither does Boog Biggie. And it was like we're gonna play them anyway. And this was for all those people who were like, "Oh fuck you, you ain't punk. This ain't punk." It was like, well, we're going to play Bob Marley and Biggie suck our fucking dicks. And that was like how it was born. Because uh, it was like, this is such a random ass track. But Notorious Thugs with Bone Thugs. Oh, my God. I listen to that shit all the time. Like, you know what I mean? I it's cr And then I, because the same thing. It's like most of the time I'm listening to, if I'm listening to punk, I'm listening to Blanks. I'm listening to Thunders. I'm listening to the Dead Boys. I'm really a one-trick pony. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I might know more. I, and then I'll be like, oh, let me go into an Iggy Pop hole. Like, I was obsessed with the Wretched Ones. I'll do that. I, I listened to the Wretched Ones like nothing else for like three years. Then didn't listen to them for three years. And then went through like all three albums on the way to and from the last couple shows. And you know what? That's a good little segue. Sticking with Jersey. We played a bunch of blanks. Yeah, hurry we're up. Some, I'm going to take a piss. We're some working <laughs> men, our fucking selves. How about we get to... Uh, Jersey, back to Jersey, sticking in Jersey, the wretched ones. Fucking, I know, uh, I don't know, from what I'm told, a little before my time, but I know uh, Armin, I'm pretty sure, a big part of uh, Headache Records and cutting those records from what I've heard. So uh, here's the wretched ones up next with That's Why I Drink Beer. This song gets me speeding tickets. This fucking intro. Here you guys go, wretched ones. Ah, uh, technical difficulties. I may have f***ed up here. I'm a fucking idiot. I don't want that's why I drink beer. I'm a fucking asshole. I'm sorry. I'm a moron. I want bottles and cans. Here we go. This gets me speeding tickets.
on Pogo City Radio. Bottles and cans. I think that's what that song's called. I, yeah. So uh, that that song is like just about going out to the show and drinking and working and all that stuff. Andrew's like taking all of their songs. Andrew Andrew's taking a a a bab a, a bab as he called a, it. Yeah, earlier. a bab earlier. A bab. But yeah. So we've been chilling for the past hour, and uh, we were getting ready for that show tomorrow, uh, the Howie Pyro show, and uh, recapping last week's show, talking about the Blanks auction, and some more Blank 77 nerdiness. If you guys missed any portion of it, click, click ah, catch the show with better audio on, uh, god damn, that shit stinks. Dude, uh, I burped it away from you. Oh, yeah, dude. It was bad, though. Well, this fan is not oh, helping. Oh, God. Spotify, <laughs> iTunes. I got to get out of here so I get away from this stinky motherfucker. It's hot as fuck up here. This motherfucker blowing gut in my face. <laughs> oh, my God. That was bad. Just as bad as the first one. Same same aroma. Remember, remember that time I had, like, fish? The and fish I burps? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I remember. I re- the, the whole listeners remember that. We could all smell it. <laughs> that shit was way worse than it is today. Yes. Take that four dollars and get yourself some Pepto or Gas X. I don't, I don't <laughs> fucking know, my man. But uh, I think we're gonna get the fuck out of here. Uh, do me a favor, go over to PogoCity.com, click some shit over there. You know what I mean? And uh, that one-sided record is still in fucking production. I'm gonna call the fucking United Record Press and see what's up. It's in production. It's done being test pressed. It's, it's on the fucking plate. I don't know how fucking long that takes, but it's supposed to be shorter. And oh my God, is this record taking forever? It's been over a year. And uh, yeah, we're waiting, waiting. But uh, yeah, the hedgehog. I'm, I'm waiting. We are gonna. I was getting emails about it this week. Are you at the record? I'm like, it's in production. Yes, I. We have. It's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> like, sorry. But uh, yeah. So uh, we're gonna get the fuck out of here now. A uh, couple people asked me about some comps, and uh, I think we're gonna be throwing the Bedlam Punks that we re-recorded recently onto uh, one of Ramirez from Kirk B. Kiss, Despised NJ, onto one of their comps. So uh, this was our high school band, and uh, Zach came back around recently, re-recorded it. It's up on Spotify. Check it out, Bedlam Punks. We're going to get the fuck out of here, right, Sean? You got anything else? Nope. Nope. Nothing else. Nothing else. Catch you guys later. Here's East Coast Punks.
party's over. 